0: Welcome to The Small Screen, a weekly TV podcast. I'm Max Kennedy. Joining me on the other line is Denise Luca.
1: Hi everyone. Welcome.
0: Yeah, welcome to the show, everyone. Finally, we've got some TV news to actually talk about. Uh, It's like TV Christmas out there. The Emmys nominations are in. (laughs) They sure are. And yeah, we've got plenty to talk about. I guess today we'll be just going through our overall thoughts on the Emmys and maybe looking at the best drama series and best limited series. But before that, Denise, what have you been watching this week? What's your show of the week?
1: Well, Max, I have finally found the time to catch up on Perry Mason, the new HBO um, detective crime series. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm loving it. I'm up to episode seven, I believe. Um, and even though I'm not a massive fan of like those period dramas, especially in the 1930s and 40s, it's something... There's something wrong. Never connects with me. This series is something else. It's so good. Um, It's bizarre. I think that's what makes it even better. Um, And episode seven is a cracker. So if anyone um, is a massive fan of Perry Mason of the old series and wants to see an awesome reimagining with Matthew Reese, this is a series for you. Check it out.
0: Yeah, it's cool. I really I liked it more when it got into the courtroom. I think.
1: Yes. So how far have you gone, Max?
0: Um, I'm up the same way, same point where you are, episode 7. It's
1: good. It was good to see, Max, that transition where I thought it would take a few, maybe a few series to get into the courtroom. But then you see that without adding too many spoilers, you see that um, transformation basically in one episode with that very important death and then him picking up the pieces. Uh, Well written, really well written
0: yeah I think I was the yeah. same I was wait, I thinking I'd have to stick out three seasons to see him get into the courtroom mm. and then they just do it in an episode. That's cool.
1: It was really cool and yeah people should check it out. it's good. Matthew Reese is really good as well yeah um, he's amazing I remember yes, I remember seeing him in the Americans um, um when I f- like first discovering him in the Americans and I kind of like miss seeing him on TV so this is really good. It's good to see him come back yeah cool Mm. well my
0: show of the week is kind of the pretty similar to that one i guess except set in a different time period i just finished search party season three which is what's that uh so it's basically like a tbs show it's kind of been through the like production ringer almost season one Mm. and season two both aired years ago so season two finished in 2017 And then season three they held for years basically and it just came out on HBO Max. Wow, cool. And it's basically like it started off as a millennial detective story uh, about a girl searching for a lost college friend and that was season Mm -hmm. one and then season two morphed into this kind of all also like a whodunit but like a blackmail thriller almost. Right. And now season three all takes place in a courtroom. And it's like a murder case that breaks down.
1: Wow. Is this something I could get into Max?
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of like, it's like half comedy, half drama with a lot of millennial cliches. They've taken it to sort of like the next level with the millennial jokes and everything, but it's really funny. And yeah, it's getting really serious in season three.
1: That's cool. You've said millennials so many times I'm kind of worried about checking it out. I'm way past that, that oh, yeah, group, no, so.
0: It's It's like half making fun of millennials, half, yeah, on their <laughs> yeah. side. So I think there's an yeah. in either way.
1: Awesome. I might check it out then.
0: Yeah, That's definitely good. worth it.
1: Awesome. Should we get into the Emmys?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: Yes, finally, yes.
0: I know. So um, we've been starved for TV news for what feels like months yes. and now it all just the floodgates have opened.
1: It's good. It's very good. How do you feel about this, um, the, the virtual ceremony about it not being, you know, that as traditional as it is. So basically, you know, being like a COVID ceremony.
0: Yeah. There's so much to talk about, right? Like Mm. on top of the nominations, you've got this brand new ceremony format which I don't know, I watched a little bit of when they announced the actual nominees. All right. right, yeah. Which was, I think, Leslie Jones and Tatiana Maslany, I might be mispronouncing that, who's also yeah, in right. Perry Mason. But they were yes. sort of on this cool set, futuristic set-looking thing and they were just reading out the nominations. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if it might be something like that where we have Jimmy Kimmel's all dressed up and on stage on a cool looking set but then spliced in with a lot of at-home footage, Zoom footage. I'm not too sure.
1: Yeah, I can just imagine because it is Jimmy Kimmel, there'll be a lot of jokes about uh, maybe some of the nominees being half prepared or still on the chair getting their hair done, (laughs) you know, maybe one of those kind of like, yeah, like a funny take on things like this. And also, do you think they might rely more heavily on show footage and somehow repurpose yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a good a point. A lot of like package shots and mm.
1: that kind
0: of that's thing. That's what I'm
1: thinking. Mm. I'm trying to picture it because it's normally such an epic, massive award ceremony. So many people in the studio, in the um, actual location and just trying to picture them trying to go to individual nominees. Um, and how will they cut off those speeches when they get out of control? <laughs> you know, how <laughs> the time that. Well,
0: that's pretty, you just <laughs> mute them, I guess. <laughs> makes
1: it easier. <laughs> Can you imagine? You just mute them and they keep talking. That'll be a, a yeah, I'm hanging for, actually, I'm very excited to, to see what that's going to be like.
0: I'm sure <laughs> that that'll be a joke. Definitely.
1: Yeah. De- yes. I just made one up. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, it'll be cool. And it's kind of, it's kind of part of history now, isn't it? Like the first Emmy's done under uh, COVID and shut, you know, um, what do we call them? Shutdowns. Um,
0: yeah, that definitely. Yeah. And I think good. not that it's come at a good time, but with a lot of the mm. ceremonies going hostless and trying to reinvent the format mm. due to dwindling live numbers, I wonder if this is sort of a, maybe something to stay. If it does well, potentially could reinvent the whole award show format.
1: Nice thinking, Max. I love the way you think.
0: Optimistic. Yeah, that'd be cool. Very optimistic. Yeah.
1: yeah. Maybe they can pick up some pointers on how to, um, minimise all the boring parts of the Emmys, you know, with, with what is going through this year, so... Yeah, that's exactly. Nice. Yeah. Should we get straight into the... Should we mention what the juggernauts are for our listeners out there who may or may not know who's out there in the... Yeah. Under the drama nominees?
0: Rattle them off.
1: Um, we've got Watchmen with 20 nom- 26 nominations, The Marvelous Mrs Maisel with 20, Succession with 18 nominations, Ozark, 18, The Mandalorian, The Crown, Hollywood, Westworld, The Handmaid's Tale, Mrs. America and Killing Eve. All fantastic, awesome, awesome shows. What do you reckon, Max?
0: Except for maybe Hollywood. I don't know how that got so many nominations.
1: I can't remember actually which nominations it got, <laughs> but I can imagine it would be like costume and design yeah, and that hair kind and of, makeup, you know, that's like. Yes, because it did have that awesome old Hollywood look, look about it. So, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely um, surprising
0: for The Mandalorian to get so high up in there.
1: Yes. What is it about The Mandalorian, Max? I haven't watched one single episode. I still haven't got a proper Disney subscription. What's going on there?
0: It's, be- it's beautifully shot. They've put so much money into it. They've thrown the bank at it. So it looks like you're mm-hmm. watching a movie. A 40 minute movie every time you put an episode on. In terms yeah. of storytelling, probably nothing groundbreaking. It's, yeah, it's basically just like a space western, like those old timey western serialized shows where a guy saves a little kid and then each episode is almost like a villain of the week. That's or, cool. Or a story of the week sort of thing. Nothing has, there's an overarching story, but majority of the episodes don't really tie into that big overall theme until the last few episodes. So,
1: Right. I think it might be something that I can watch with my son when I get the time, I guess it sounds like it's PG, right? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Cool. And I read the other day. Disney friendly. Yes. um, I read the other day a funny comment by a fan um, who was saying that baby Yoda was snubbed for best supporting (laughs) actor. (laughs)
0: <laughs> He'll show but up in the he, ceremony, I'm sure you're For sure
1: <laughs> He's so adorable So yeah. cute no, That's good um, What do you think of um, The Crown Being part of Best Drama Series Like with Olivia Colman Have you watched any of that?
0: I haven't watched any of the new I guess the new cast Part of it mm. So Since they went from Claire Foy To Olivia Colman it's kind yeah, of
1: what I dropped off. Yep. I actually should have picked up on, I, I watched the first season and I thought that was brilliant. But again, there's so much going out there in terms of series and what to watch that I get. I'm, I'm getting, there's a, con, what's that condition called where there's um, so much to watch. Is it fatigue? Uh, where you, there's so much to watch out there, like an almost ADD, like I can't focus on many of the series. I know many people binge watch, but I'll start something and unless it's remarkable, I won't stay with it for a long time. I'll just jump to the next new thing and then try to do this thing where I have to go back to the old series at some stage, but it kind of
0: happens. It's definitely getting there. There's so much TV and Mm. I kind of the interesting thing is that the Emmys, they have to change the rules because there is so much TV for what Mm -hmm. can be nominated and the amount of nominees in each category. So I think yeah. at the moment it's based, uh, the way they've done it is it's based on the amount of submissions. So the more submissions right. that there are in a category, the more nominations they're allowed. Oh, that's cool. Which is why Best, yeah. Yeah, Best Drama has eight nominees.
1: I was going to mention that, that there's a lot of nominees this year. And it makes sense. There's so much content. I mean, you can't ignore some of these like awesome series that have been made this year. Um what was I going to mention? Do 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 the um yeah I don't know the Handmaid's Tale. I felt the categories that it was nominated for were not that great this year, and we know that it's won before. But I thought it was an awesome series. Like mm-hmm. I can't. Uh, it's for me the Handmaid's Tale still has traction, and Elizabeth Moss will always be brilliant no matter what she does. Um, so I, I don't think that this will win anything this year, but. I'm I'm waiting for that Cracker <laughs> season four, which unfortunately won't come to us until 2021. When I heard that, I was because of COVID, obviously, I was so devastated waiting for this to happen this year. And I feel like something very important is missing out of my um, my screening this year.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's mm-hmm. a good point. Like looking at the best drama category, yes. there's a lot a lot of those old school. Shows that have been there for a while, put in the hard yards, like Better Call Saw, The Crown, Handmaid's Tale, Stranger Things. Yes, of course. Even Killing Eve to an extent. And then, you've, mm. and then Ozark, which has been around for a while.
1: Yes. Has Ozark been nominated before? It must have, right? Yeah, it, it has. Yeah. I don't know. Look, what do you think is going to win out of the best drama?
0: I think Succession this is this year for succession to kind of break out of that game of thrones shadow. Yeah, I think oh, nice. Last year it game of thrones had to win last year, mm. but now that game of thrones is gone, I think everybody sees it as successions year to win. Yeah. But at I the agree. same time, Ozark is looking pretty. Yeah. Appetizing as well in terms of odds. It's got a lot mm. of nominations in writing and directing as well yep which isn't always the best sign but i think for writing which we'll probably get to next it has three nominations that's pretty good which is pretty
1: massive max yes i can't really comment on ozark because i've only watched the first few episodes or the first season which i thought were brilliant don't get me wrong but again fatigue um (laughs) but i think in this in terms of you're right about succession 100 percent right with um game of thrones out of the way now it's at its moment to shine um succession is going to win this year i think it's um it's got nom- 18 nominations uh, all in key categories you know casting directing um writing uh which for me the writing is a, its strongest quality this um, it has been since um, day one but it kind of got its its time to shine um, Jesse Armstrong's dialogue, storylines are only getting stronger. They're getting wittier. They're so caustic. Um, And, you know, the finale, like there are two episodes that stand out for me in succession in the last season, but the finale was just, I have never felt so taken aback, so shocked by an episode. I don't think I've ever felt this way, like for a show of its nature, like that family drama, like non-fantasy involved with we dragons doing things just for something that's just purely relationship um, and power plays. I've never felt anything like it since this episode, like, you know, with this episode. Um, I was kind of expecting a massive bomb by the end of season, by the end of Succession, but just like that smile, Max, what do, you, do you remember it? Do you remember the finale of Succession?
0: Yeah, so he, yeah, it's the smile from Brian Cox, right? That way. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because Logan or Brian Cox keeps telling Kendall that he's not a killer, he doesn't have what he takes to run the company, and then he, like, strings him along throughout the whole season, yeah. like his little puppy dog, and he's punishing him. And then um, Kendall turns around, completely betrays Logan, you know, betrays you in the worst possible way. And Logan just smiles. It's like he had planned this all along. Like he was grooming Kendall, you know, to be the shark that he is. And it was such a good ending. So it was just like brilliant writing. Don't you agree?
0: Yeah, definitely. But I will say, even just trying to think back on it then, I think there's like recency bias might, if there's anything that could hurt succession, it might be recency bias Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: Ozark... Premiered March of this year. Yes. Where succession was 2019.
1: That's right. That's then, true.
0: So, even though Ozark wasn't that recent, I think maybe just that few months, even sitting in this year, might help it a little bit in the mm, forefront of people's point, minds. Max. But,
1: yeah, good point.
0: I think it's a race between the two of them.
1: Oh, nice. I like but that. And then, two- can you imagine, like, I always think the same way. Like, I think, Oh, these shows are such high, like great contenders for this. And then someone from like completely left center just wins the whole thing. And you're like, Oh, well, I did not know. I wouldn't have guessed.
0: Yeah. Well, if the Mandalorian wins, I'll be furious.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'll make me watch it, Max. <laughs> if that wins, <laughs> if that I'm that watching wins. it for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have to. But you never know. Crazier things have happened.
1: That's true, Well, that's what I mean. I can't think of an example now, but um, in previous Emmys, you will see that, that you you can see the the strong contenders and everyone's like behind it. A lot of people have watched a particular show and and adore it. And then someone, usually a newcomer, Max, will come and steal the the crown. So just saying, although there isn't much of that. It's the Mandalorian, Max.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's gotta be the Mandalorian. You never, like COVID could change everything. I think Ooh. maybe in the past people just didn't voted but didn't actually watch the shows. Now all that they can do is watch TV. That's true. So I'd love to, that's not true. that the numbers will ever be released, but the amount of people voting that have actually watched the show now, if that's mm. gone up year on year, you'd have to that's assume a very it very good
1: point. Very good point, yes. Yes. The truth is that my father is a malignant presence a bully and a liar. How much those of us who executed his wishes bear responsibility is for another day. But I think this is the day his reign ends. Can so we talk about Killing Eve, going back to the, um, the best drama series?
0: Yeah, are you a fan of
1: Are you a fan of Killing Eve?
0: I am. Uh, season three took a while for me to warm up to it, but once it got going, I was fully invested I think just with the because they're having a new showrunner every year now or every season Mm -hmm. and it just kind of seems like at the start of season three they were trying to reinvent the wheel a little bit and especially it's once you're in your third season you kind of expect it just to take off from where it left in season two and just get the ball rolling season three felt a little bit slow for me
1: Mm, so maybe it's not a contender. Uh, I have a confession to make um, about Killing Eve. I've only ever watched the first episode and the very last episode, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> which is a very silly thing to do. But I did, um, this show was uh, pitched to us a few years ago and I actually really liked it um, because I loved Villanelle. I'm a fan of like those strong and complex villains, as you know, Max. Um <laughs> But then after that, you know, uh, content fatigue, uh, I got lost a little bit um, chasing other shows. And then um, I thought I'd check. I was watching, what was I watching on the ABC one night? And it it happened to be the finale of season three. Um, Oh, no. I know, which might be a massive spoiler (laughs) for someone who's a fan. But I thought, you know what? I still like this series. I, I can kind of guess what where it's where they're coming from and what's happened, but obviously I have to watch the the rest to fill the gaps. Um, but it's still a well written well written series, I think. Um, yeah, and, definitely. Um, what's, the, what's the star? I, what's um, Villa Nell's real name? I forgot, but I think she's really good.
0: Uh Jodie Coma.
1: Yes, that's the one. Yep, she's amazing. Um,
0: yeah, I think that the issue with it is kind of the issue that plagues every great like romance show or like teen romance show. It's kind of that Mm. will they, won't they Mm. like conflict going on. And as soon as they kind of get together, then, which is what everybody wants to see, which happens sort of at the end of season two. And then they, they're kind of constantly coming up with ideas of how to push them apart.
1: (laughs) And then they come together
0: and then they're trying to push them back apart and it just sort of seems a little bit repetitive.
1: Mm, And it must get annoying, right? Because it's a well-established formula to keep on doing that, to bring two entities together. And then kind of like, just when you think, yes, they're going (laughs) to, it's going to happen. Um, yeah, it just keeps you going, because it keeps you interested. I mean, how long have they been doing this with um, Lucifer? <laughs> I've just been waiting for them to actually become a couple. I mean, I've, I've dropped off, but it, it just took forever. So um, at some point you get a bit tired of it, I think. Yeah, good point.
0: Yeah, and it is that sort of balancing. It's like the OC or something with um, Ryan and Marissa. Like There was always that, when are they going to get together? Mm. And then once they did, it just kind of, you lost a little bit of interest?
1: Yeah, exactly. But you can't drag yeah, it on for too long. It's because when they do get together, they need to add another problem, a fresh you know, <laughs> exactly. uh, obstacle to, you know, if they're not, if not to tear them apart, just to um, challenge their relationship. I think that's what people need to do, you know, every time.
0: I just had a really bad breakup. But when I think about my ex, I realize. <laughs> I am so much happier now she's dead. We look at writing. I know we spoke a little bit about writing, but maybe directing as well? Oh, for sure. I think yes, for sure. Directing's interesting because it's kind of evenly split, split with um, Ozark and Succession. And then we've got a few, the Crowns in there as well, Homeland mm-hmm. and The Morning Show. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right.
0: So it's a pretty mixed bag.
1: Very mixed bag. Um, did you ever watch The Morning Show?
0: I watched two episodes of it. And what uh, did you think? I thought it was fine. I wouldn't say the directing was the standout part of it.
1: You'd think that. Um, in With this, again, I haven't watched a lot of the uh, <clears throat> contenders, but if I go back to Succession, um, I'm pretty sure Hunting is the episode where Logan makes... Or his dinner guests sit down and <laughs> is it uh, like get down on their knees and act like uh, pigs? Or was it pigs? It Was a long time ago, like yeah. you mentioned. Like a, very demeaning, yeah. shocking, like an unbelievable kind of um, treatment of his guests because he's such a he's so powerful. He thinks he can do you know whatever he thinks he can do. Uh, but um, that in terms of, of directing. That scene alone, it was, I <laughs> yeah, think should win it. Don't yeah, you agree?
0: The, yeah, in that lodge and the lighting and the, the fire yes. in the background. Yeah, that was very intense.
1: It's intense and it almost makes him look like the devil, right? Like it's yeah. just so, without being too arty, if you know what I mean? Like it just depicts mm. someone who's just completely, you know, out of this world and, and, and evil. <laughs> He's yeah. the epitome of evil, <laughs> Logan
0: definitely. <laughs> well, I think that's what what, think? That's what I was going to say. Ozark seems to have more overt directing if in a way of putting it that mm-hmm. like you can notice the direction a little bit more. The lighting and the the style the stylistic choices for Ozark are a little bit more overt mm-hmm. whereas Succession is a little bit more refined. Mm-hmm. So I think last year Last year Ozark won for directing and Succession yeah. one for writing. So I could see that mm-hmm. split happening again where they choose to maybe recognise Ozark for the directing mm-hmm. whilst giving maybe the top drama series and writing to Succession. But,
1: yeah, it's, there's no way of knowing, really. It's very tough. I know. And then out of all that, Max, even though I'm going Succession, you're going Ozark, Succession, it'll be Homeland. <laughs> it'll be something completely different. And you'll be like, oh, well. What just happened? Um, yeah, I'm sure Homeland
0: I'm, probably has the most directing. It's probably a big yes. <laughs> set piece action, set piece and explosion or something in there.
1: Exactly, so for that reason maybe. Um, if we go down to writing, um, I can see that Mrs America, Normal People, Unbelievable, Unorthodox and Watchmen are all under this. Is Succession under that, you know?
0: Oh, that I think that's limited.
1: Oh, yes, it's limited series. My bad. Please join me in welcoming Phyllis Blackberry. They say that women are like tea bags. You don't know their strength until they get into hot water. We need to talk about the threat of the women's liberation movement. Yes. With that, I have to say, because I've watched um, all of Mrs. America with Kate Blanchett, and it was such a great show in terms of what he was trying to do. It was so, um, it was so now, you know, part of the hashtag me Too movement. And it was good to see kind of, um, it, it Blanchard playing such a controversial role as Phyllis Schlafly, you know, trying to oppose, um, the equal rights movement, amendment for women and basically almost going anti, well, it was anti-feminist. Um, and the writing was great. Um, if they had turned it down a little bit because it was, it went really political at times and I was completely lost with it. Um, This had the potential to, and it might still, it just might be my IQ that can't catch up, but (laughs) some of the debates, um, those public debates, the feminists would have against it, you know, the Schlafly against the feminists were actually really, really well written. And I think they're based on real debates, but they were so fascinating to watch. So I think that's a contender as well, like in a in a weird kind of way. Um Normal People I haven't watched, but I heard that it's beautiful and I plan to watch this in the next few weeks. Unbelievable. That's the crime. Is that, that's the uh Yeah, the crime on. Crime. Yes. Um, I don't know about that. And because I can't comment, I haven't watched the whole thing, so I shouldn't comment. Unorthodox, I could see potential in that. Um And of course, Watchmen, Max, I know you want to unleash.
0: I think this is, uh, I've got written in my notes. HBO and Chernobyl did it last year when Chernobyl won directing, writing and best limited series. I think they're going for two in a row. I think Watchmen will take out best limited series, best writing and best directing.
1: Wow, I hope it does. It was, it is the breakout hit, I think, for HBO. It was And it's such year.
0: a, I just, even just looking at writing that this extraordinary being such an incredible episode, such a sad episode as well. They've just picked mm. such a beautiful way to, to highlight those underlying issues of racism and then police brutality and racism within the police force and just mm, shining a, a spotlight directly on it. And the the way it's portrayed is we're meant to look at it as almost like a flashback or as a memory. And then to have that juxtapose um, Regina King's character, Angela's own life. And it's just so similar. And then even in our own lives now, since the show has come to the, come to air and it's just each week things are getting worse and worse. And these issues just keep coming to the floor and, Mm. Are being it's resolved. interesting.
1: Max, it's interesting how that actually, Watchmen and all of all of those themes basically came um, just before it kind of all started, right? Did we yeah. end this in October? Yes. So it was interesting for it to come at the time that it did. And it was also interesting to see, like you said, the way those themes were handled. Um they're not so like, yeah, not at the forefront, but they're so good. And it's almost like I mean, these things have been going on for, for years, for many, many years. So it's not like they haven't been covered before. But it's like you said, it's the way that they're treated in this program and they kind of meshed with this idea of superheroes and, you know, it's such a good way to present them. Um, and you're right, because of that, because it's so original in that way, you probably win everything you've just mentioned. It's so good. <laughs> it's good. Cinematography, yeah. casting, directing, everything. It's just <laughs> I would be surprised if it doesn't if it doesn't get a lot of the awards at the Emmys.
0: Yeah, you definitely, know? and especially with the movement and the the justice fight going on at the moment, I just think last year when they see us, sort of, there was a little bit of controversy because it didn't really get recognised. Mm. It sort of had the one acting win, but it didn't win any other awards really, and people saw that as sort of a missed opportunity on behalf of the Emmys and the Academy to. Really recognize a, a moment in history. And I yeah. think I can't see them doing that again.
1: They can't I, now.
0: <laughs> yeah. there's no way. I feel like that this is the time where they'll really recognize. Yeah, I'll be Watchmen exactly. And the I'll be
1: really shocked, Max, if yeah, if they try to yeah ignore such a show because of themes like that or you know, there's no way. Like it's going to win a lot of the awards, definitely. Yeah. It's going to be. In saying,
0: in saying that, all the other series nominated are really relevant themes as well. Like you said, like the Me Too movement, which kind Absolutely. of sits in Unorthodox, Mrs. America, and, and Unbelievable mm. as well. Like they're all, yeah, they all reflect themes in today's society.
1: Mm.
0: I just think maybe Watchmen, in the moment in time where we're at at the moment, I think it's probably the most relevant or the most present at the moment.
1: Definitely, you're spot on with that. It's beautiful. about the most outstanding television movie for the year. Yeah, let's do it. Yep, so the the titles for this year are American Sun, Bad Education, Dolly Parton's Heartstrings, El Camino and The Unbreakables Kimmy Schmidt, Kimmy Versus the Reverend. A lot of these from Netflix. Um Yeah. I got so the... what do you think? What have you watched? What can we talk about?
0: I've only seen Bad Education and El Camino, which mm-hmm. seem to be the two favourites of the bunch. Nice. And then I've seen snippets of the Kimi Schmidt movie, which I think is a choose-your-own-adventure style Netflix movie.
1: Oh, that's cool. Oh, yes, I yeah. do remember something about that. I might check that out this week. Um, which is
0: in- an interesting format. I'm not mm. sure. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. I feel like Breaking Bad, sorry, no, Bad Education has this one in the bag just yeah. because it was getting a lot of, it was almost getting Oscar buzz for Hugh Jackman. That's
1: true. So I yes.
0: think now that it's only eligible for an Emmy, I could see it taking that one out.
1: Yes, me too. Because of um, Hugh Jackman too. And I'm going to say, mm. I think we've talked about this before, um, Alison Janey as well. Like the cast is amazing. And the, the way that the whole story unfolds is pretty cool. Um, and, I mean, I really shouldn't judge if I haven't watched the rest, but I'm voting Bad Education. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'll try and watch yeah. the rest of the films before, before the Emmys. But at this stage, yeah, I'm putting money on Bad Education. It's kind of- yeah,
0: in terms of El Camino, it's good. It just kind of seems like a long Breaking Bad episode, almost like a footnote which is yeah for what it is i think it's quite good but i don't think it will challenge bad education in any way and yeah, just I kind agree. of looking at this list bad education seems to be the only film that could hold up in the cinema
1: yes good point absolutely yeah and i guess what you said too with um the breaking bad movie you have to be a fan right to kind of like uh, i'm gonna yeah. check this out because i'm a hardcore fan and, I mean, there are a lot of fans out there, but, yeah, you'd have to be a fan to kind of appreciate it. You have to watch the, what is it, six seasons prior to the movie to kind of be like, yeah, I know what's going on here. <laughs> but um, Kimmy Schmidt does sound um, interesting. I might check that out tonight if I can. Um, yeah. Dolly Parton's Heartstrings. That, was that a docu-film? Docu- Or was that someone playing a Dolly Parton? I can't remember much about it. I remember something about it, but I haven't really watched it to kind of judge at all. Um, Yeah, I'm not too sure on that one. Maybe that's our homework, Max. We need to just check them out. Yeah,
0: watch some Dolly Parton.
1: (laughs) That will be awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just, I think even though it is sort of a movie category, Mm -hmm. the fact that uh, Bad Education is just sort of at another level above yeah. them I think should secure the win
1: yeah let's do this should we summarize what we've actually what we think is going to win and then maybe yeah, put some money on it, it Max <laughs>
0: <laughs> with the caveat that we still have a few weeks to go until the Emmys so yes. these picks make change
1: <laughs> okay let's do as that. we get closer yeah
0: but so, yes so for where are we best drama series
1: yeah I think we are both agreed
0: on succession
1: Yes, definitely.
0: And then for writing for a drama series.
1: that Succession for me as succession. well. Succession. Yeah, I mm. agree with Succession. Yeah.
0: And then we differ on directing.
1: Yes, I'm going Succession. I think succession. it might
0: be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What did you say? In. You thought it was I'm Ozark. I might go
0: Ozark. Ozark, yes. yeah.
1: Ozark. And then are we going to look at writing for a limited series, which I think should be Watchmen?
0: Yeah, I've got limited series Watchmen locked in for all three.
1: Done. I think that's it then. And we know that the TV movie is about education. I think we've got this. We should be voting for the Emmys, Max. What do you think?
0: (laughs) I'd I'd be keen. (laughs) I'd be keen
1: too. It's all online now
0: anyway. Surely they can send us a link.
1: Maybe we should do something like that next year. We can actually be, you know, we can vote. (laughs) That'll be good.
0: Yeah,
1: way better than the Logies. Oh, are we allowed to say that? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll say it. I'll go out and I'll in. <laughs> awesome. Emmys are better than the Logies.
1: Awesome. So we should tell any listeners out there that um, the Emmys will be um, virtually hosted uh, Monday, the Sept- uh, September 21st and possibly on Fox Arena. Is that right? Yeah, Fox Arena. Live and exclusive. Yes. Um, And hopefully they'll match our uh, winner's list because we are so good at this, Max.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll have a full rundown the closer we get to the air date, but uh, next week we'll probably cover
1: comedy, best
0: comedy series.
1: It sounds good. And comedy actors and cast and uh, snubs as well, Max. Yeah. Company. plenty of snubs yes yeah i'm gonna have a bit of a whinge with that one yeah so good. betty
0: was snubbed <laughs> betty. hbo's betty was snubbed
1: no let's leave that for our next podcast max
0: <laughs> yeah let's do it
1: awesome lovely chatting to you let's do it again
0: you too see you okay,
1: bye thanks
0: everybody we